Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, host of Dynasty Game Night. My co-host John Bosch and I created this podcast for one reason, to focus on fun. After all, fun is the reason we all started playing fantasy football in the first place. I love games of all sorts, card games, board games, video games, really any kind of game you can think of. So one day, John and I decided it was time for a podcast where we just play games. You might learn something along the way, but you won't find much hard-hitting analysis here. Check out all the other incredible podcasts DLF has to offer for that sort of thing. On Dynasty Game Night, our primary focus is to entertain. So if you like playing games or watching game shows, this might just be the podcast for you. We'd love for you to give it a listen and play along with the contestants and maybe even win a chance to be on the show. Listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome back to another episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host again this week, Matt Price. With me, as always, is Dan Myler and Ryan McDowell. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl because <laughs> it's all everybody's going to be talking about all week. Uh, so we're going to get right into our tier discussion that we have been doing the last couple of weeks. We did quarterbacks, we did running backs, and this week we are going to do wide receivers. We're going to talk about our top 24 to 36. We're going to try to get all the way to 36 in this hour, uh, tier them out for you guys so you have that ready to go for startup auctions uh, and drafts and, and trading and all that for this offseason. So let's just get right into it, guys. Uh, tier 1, we all are... Pretty much the same. We got one difference. I have an extra player in there. Um, but they are DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Mike Evans for me. Uh, Ryan leaves Allen, Keenan Allen out of that tier, and Dan leaves Mike Evans out of that tier. We'll start with you, Ryan. Uh, anything, I guess, other than that or just that stick out about this tier for you? No. I mean, really, I guess what sticks out is – um, in, in the past couple of years with this running back boom, where, where the running backs have kind of regained some, not only some relevance, but really kind of the dominance in the, in the dynasty game, we're looking at a top tier of seven to eight stud young wide receivers. And that makes me feel pretty good about still being uh, a guy who likes to build his team around wide receivers. You mentioned that I don't have Allen in my top tier, but to me, uh, not a huge difference between him and the the seven that I do have. So it it wouldn't be a you know it wouldn't be much of a, a fight to for me to include Allen. I I can see that pretty easily. I'm just excited. I'd like to have any or all of those guys on my roster. Yeah, it makes you feel pretty good about being able to take a running back early and still being able to get one of these guys and feeling good about these top seven or eight guys as uh, you know leading off your wide receiver crew. Dan, uh, you don't have Evans up there, but I assume it's it's not much of a, a fight for you to get him up there either. Yeah, that it's it's not at all. In fact, this next tier that we're about to talk about, I let it off with Mike Evans and struggled a little bit whether he belonged in the top tier or with with the next group of guys that we're about to talk about. I really feel like when it came down to it, I knew he was just under Keenan Allen and and just above like Amari Cooper and and Stephon Diggs. 
Uh, and I, I lean towards him feeling the same or, or closer to Amari Cooper than I did Keenan Allen. So that's just where I drew the line. I'm sure I could be swayed to move him up one spot and or not not even one spot necessarily, just just move him up into that, that tier above. I don't know what it is about Mike Evans, but I, I've never had him on a lot of teams. I always feel like he's valued more by the consensus than than I do. And I guess this tier break probably shows that the most. And and really, if I'm standing in a room with, with a bunch of guys and we're bidding on players, I'd much rather pay an extra buck or two in an auction or, or take the leap on the bottom of that top tier, the guys like Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas and, and Keenan Allen, than I would take the top guy out of the next tier, and that was Mike Evans. So that's why I put the tier break in there. I'm not going to argue with anybody that includes Evans in that top tier, though. Yeah, I I just can't take him out of there, especially – I've, I've said this before, but I'm going to fall hard for this Bruce Arian storyline and getting that high-powered high off pass offense going. Um, so I'm going to keep Evans up there. Also, five straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons to start his career. Pretty impressive. Two 12-touchdown uh, seasons, a five and eight, and a, and a low point in his sophomore season with only three touchdowns there. But a uh, very exciting prospect for the future. Let's just go ahead and move on to Tier 2 guys. Uh, I'm going to assume, like I said, we're all okay moving those two guys up, both Allen and Evans, into that top tier um, just for to make this, this a little bit smoother. Um, the next tier, we have, we have one guy to fight over. Um, I've got Amari Cooper and Stephon Diggs. You guys have those two plus Brandon Cooks. So I'm going to make my argument here first. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all basically have done the same thing uh, this season. Uh, let's look at their stats real quick here. Brandon Cooks with 117 targets, 80 receptions, 1,200 yards, and five touchdowns. Robert Woods with 130 targets, 86 receptions, 1,219 yards, and six touchdowns. Cooper Cup, only eight games, of course, but had 55 targets, 40 catches, 566, and six touchdowns. So really on the same pace, again, as these other three guys, all about the same age. Woods is 26, Cooks is 25, and Cup is 25. So I guess it's hard for me to really distinguish Cooks as being that much more valuable than Cup and Woods. So I'm going to let you guys tell me why I'm wrong here. I think for me, it's just it's just a difference of seeing Cooks consistently, yeah, just being more consistent, I guess, consistently perform, and uh, it's it's been a big story in his career that he has been traded, he's been shuffled around, yet he's never he's never let up essentially, even with three different offenses, three different quarterbacks, three different systems, if you want to say that. I know obviously some similarities in how he was used in each of those systems, but. To me, he just feels like not only the safer bet of the three, but also the the higher weekly upside of the three. And and that's not really meant to be a knock on, on Cooks or Cup. <laughs> Even with what we saw in the Super Bowl, I still want as many pieces of that offense as I can get. Yeah, and I like all the pieces in that offense as well. And I think Ryan hit the nail on the head that it's consistency and, and it's upside for me. And it just seems like, to me, Brandon Cooks is the guy that that screams that louder than the other two, maybe. And, and I might hold that injury to Cup against him maybe a little bit too much. As we go through these rankings, we'll kind of get to him. And and I've always felt like I was a big Robert Woods fan, but we're going to get to him as well. And, and it appears that I'm the lowest on him. So 
while I like everybody in that offense as well, and I want as many pieces as I can get, it it didn't seem right to me. I, I, I do feel there is a little bit of a line between the three receivers. And again, maybe it's the injury to Cup that, that is holding me back from moving him up with some of these younger receivers in this tier. Uh, Brandon Cooks, like Ryan said, has, has done it in multiple places for multiple years, and it just seems like he fits that Sean McVay style of offense of spreading the ball around and, and trying to get it into those elite guys' hands and letting them do you know big things with them. Cook screams that to me, that a punt returner in the open field that can can move the ball down the field, I feel like he's, he's the guy that they're going to create plays for maybe more than the other two. I just don't think he's Goff's favorite. Like I think Cup and Woods are ahead of him in the pecking order, uh, but I'm I'm clearly outvoted here, so I can move Cooks up. The problem is, is I have him two tiers below <laughs> you guys, so he's jumping. Uh, let's see, five players for me, but that's fine. Just for sake of continuing this exercise, I can move him up. Uh, but I do feel like so. They're... Before we do that, though, Matt, maybe yeah. we should talk about if if there is a happy medium it seemed like to me that this is that group of receivers tier 2 and tier 3 which you know includes like Julio Jones and Antonio Brown and Adam Thielen we're going to get to those guys it seems like our tier break there consists of an age factor is all so i i wonder if we can we can push that aside and include cooks in that next group despite that age difference yeah, we talked about that on our, our first episode of this series about how you deal with these these buckets of how they fall into it. And it just feels like these this next group of these veteran guys, it kind of like falls in nicely as this group of vets that, that are older, that, that maybe the trade value isn't as high, but they're still going to be capable of, of wide receiver one weeks pretty much pretty much every week, really. Um, so I, I'm willing to do that. I mean, do we want to just combine? I'll just read off tier three here, and then we can talk about combining them. So uh, tier two was just Cooper Diggs and... And uh, uh, Brandon Cooks for you guys and just Cooper and Diggs for me. Tier three includes Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen. All three of us have those. And then I still have A.J. Green and T.Y. Hilton up here. So um, I guess that's the discussion. Uh, Ryan, do you feel comfortable putting these veterans in the same kind of category with with Cooper Diggs and, and, and I guess Cooks as well? I don't necessarily mind mix in, in general mixing uh, – you know, older veterans and, and these younger players that we're counting on. But I don't think it, I don't think it works in this case. To me, I still see a pretty clear uh, gap between those. Uh, Matt, I don't know. I, you've kind of, I don't, I don't know if you're convincing <laughs> me, but I at least think that maybe we should consider Cup and Woods as being underrated rather than Cooks being overrated. And that's yeah. that's maybe where I was leaning as well. As you as you spoke, I found myself nodding my head and agreeing a little bit with what you were saying. But but I didn't necessarily take that as a knock on Cooks. I felt more like it was that I was underrating those other two. And like I said, I've always been thought I was relatively high on Woods, and and I'm the lowest of the group, which makes me think that maybe I'm not valuing him correctly. And then the cup injury feels like something that's been weighing on my shoulders and maybe i need to get over it just because the season's over and he's obviously going to be healthy when the season starts 
I mean, I mean, for Cub, I just, I mean, this is this could be this is totally anecdotal. I have done no statistical research on this at all, but it just feels like once Cup went down, like the entire offense, the passing offense anyway, kind of took a step back. And I don't think that was necessarily until after their Week Twelve bye. That's when it, the task passing game really started to look not so great. Um, and Cup Cup went out in Week Eight, but I do feel like he had some effect on the effectiveness of that offense. Um, but anyway, to back, back to the tier discussion, tier four. So let's say if you're for uh, Ryan, if we're saying that Cup and Woods are undervalued, it, it feels weird to throw him and, and Woods with, along with Cups a cup above, uh, you know, the Jones, Brown, Thielen, and, and say what you will about Green or Hilton tier. Uh, because I guess I guess the question would be to, to answer that, pro, that that question: Would you trade Cooper Cup, or would you trade Julio Julio Jones or Antonio Brown or Adam Thielen straight up for Cooper Cup right now? I don't think any of us would do that. But maybe I'm wrong. So it feels like we can't really move those guys all the way up there, but maybe we can move Cup to, Cup uh, uh, Cooks up into tier two, and then Cup and Woods into tier three. Is that <laughs> is that is that something we want to do? I still see I still see a value gap between between Jones and those guys, but I'm certainly ready to move to move the Rams receivers maybe up or or at the very least consider that. I've been undervaluing them, and, and maybe everybody has. Just thinking about that Rams situation, Jared Goff, you know, say what you will, again, about his struggles late in the season. He's not going anywhere. I think that's a good thing. Sean McVay's not going anywhere. Gurley is not going anywhere. That's going to be a good offense for uh, for the for foreseeable future. It's really, as, as long as your dynasty window should be, which is – three years max, they're going to be good for that long. I, I feel pretty confident with that. So it does, you know, the woods age doesn't matter or his, his struggles with Buffalo doesn't matter. And, and even the cup injury doesn't matter. Uh, so, so to me, they're, they're top of tier four guys. So, so here's, I guess my final proposal on this situation. We put, you guys move Cooks down a tier, and I move Cooks up a tier. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know how we progress from here. I think we can do that. <laughs> I guess we have to do that. You know, well, we I, do, I think we still have a little bit of uncharted do. waters here because we don't know where to land with those other two Rams. And, and I feel like Ryan that they maybe need to move up, but I, I don't see that ideal landing spot among these tiers right now we're in the julio jones antonio brown adam thielen tier um there's a drastic change for me i would have to make a pretty big change to to get to that but i guess we'll we'll get there well let's go ahead and put i, I so so if we're gonna go move you guys are gonna move cooks down a tier and i'm gonna move him up a tier then that puts him in tier three which leaves us a tier two of just cooper and Diggs. And I kind of feel like that that feels pretty good to me. I don't like them quite as much as those Tier 1 guys, but I definitely like them better than these Tier 3 guys. Um, so do you want to just go with that Tier 2 for our second tier? Yep. Okay. Yes. That sounds good. So now Tier 3. This is a big one. <laughs> uh, we've got Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, and Brandon Cooks. Those guys are not going anywhere in that tier. We'll put Cooks at the top of that. Uh, I also, however, have AJ Green and T.Y. Hilton there, and I feel like I could probably move them down. You guys clearly feel less strong about them than I do, so I guess talk about uh, those two guys a little bit, Dan. The the complete reason it came down to one thing, and we've talked about it a little bit in this series over the last couple weeks, is the the trade test. If somebody came to me 
and said, "Do you want Calvin Ridley or AJ Green?" I'm to the point where I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of AJ Green and, and move on to Calvin Ridley. And wow. and because I'm so high on him, and maybe some of the other guys aren't, maybe I can even expect to get something else in that deal. And we're gonna get to it, but DJ Moore is the same way. It feels to me like some of these young receivers. I'm ready to move on from the guys that are about to hit 30. Now, we just talked about Julio Jones and Antonio Brown and Adam Thielen. Those guys are on the brink of 30 or already 30 and are still putting up those elite numbers. So maybe I'm not willing to to make that move, that trade, right now. So, you know, I found myself in a, in kind of a, you know, back-against-the-wall situation where I was... I was really looking down on that age 29 or 30 with some players like Hilton and Green and looking past it maybe with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. And I don't know if if we can put all these guys in the same bucket, but I I, I kind of felt like because of the injury maybe to Green and because Hilton relies so much on that speed, which is sure to decline relatively soon – I held it against them, their age, while not quite doing it as much with with maybe Brown and Jones. Brown because of the you know elite production that we saw, and Jones because of the the big body and the upside you know touchdown upside that we saw him continue to do in 2018. So it was a it was a little bit of a mixed bag for me that I, I like some of these young guys over some of the guys who are about to be hit 30, and maybe I'm wrong on it. But I, I, I had a little bit of an inner struggle when I was doing these tiers um, and considering A.J. Green and, and Hilton for Tier 3, just like you did, Matt. Yeah, I think the – first of all, I just love doing this exercise because it makes me not only re-eval- reevaluate my own rankings, but then talking with you guys and, and really digging into some of these scenarios, some of these specific players, it, it, it does make me – realize realize I probably need to make some changes and even looking at this I've got green three spots higher than Hilton but I think in reality I would I should probably at least flip-flop those I I think I feel safer with Hilton uh versus AJ AJ Green at this point uh obviously the the quarterback situation doesn't even have to be discussed when we're talking about the those two it's a it's a vast difference and then the, uh, you know, the injury issues with Green and, and Hilton's had his own as well. But. So I struggled with with the same thing with AJ Green and Ty Hilton Ryan that I had a hard time really uh, deciding whether I valued Hilton or Green more. And I finally landed on Green that it, it seemed to me like like he was slightly more valuable because of the you know, the consistency and, and the upside, but, but really I had them in the same tier that the things that we, we differ on is I move those guys completely below that tier of young receivers. Now we're talking about tier three right now with Julio Jones and Antonio Brown and Adam Thielen and, and whether green and Hilton belong in that tier or, or maybe we'll end up deciding in the next tier, but I feel relatively strongly that, that Green and Hilton are just a tad tad below, a step below those guys. And it's because of this youth in the league, and again, we're going to get to these guys, 
when when I look at it in a vacuum, the guys like Ridley and Moore and Kenny Galladay all scream to me, I'd, I'd much rather have those guys than A.J. Green and T.Y. Hilton at this point. Uh, you know, again, depending on how your team kind of is shaking out and things like that, maybe you'd adjust that slightly. But in a vacuum, those young guys are, are starting to become way more attractive than these guys approaching and, and even exceeding 30 years old. That's that's fair. I I can I can understand that from a trade value standpoint. I guess I I thinking about it as a <laughs> I can't get this like, you know, I want to win now mentality out of my head, Dan, you understand. Uh like cuz as I understand, I I can trade trade AJ I can trade Kenny Galladay right now for AJ Green plus probably a decent amount more. Um and he's all the way down in that next tier for me. So, uh I can be amenable to that, which would make our tier 3 Julio, oh, sorry, our tier three would start with Brandon Cooks, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen. That would make up our entire tier three. Any disagreements there? No, I think that's where we have to land. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so tier four, we got uh, a whole bunch of guys. Well, I, I only had three guys originally, but I know that's about to change. I put all three of the Rams receivers in here originally, uh, again, for the reasons I stated earlier. But uh, you guys also have uh, DJ Moore. Uh, sorry, Ryan has DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, Jarvis Landry, Cooper Cup, Corey Davis, uh, Cortland Sutton, AJ Green, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, T.Y. Hilton, and Robert Woods is his 25th guy. Dan has Ridley, Moore, Kenny Dolliday, Cooper Cup, Davis, and Cortland Sutton. These guys are all in my tier five, but it sounds like it's since because of the adjustments of the tiers above that I can probably just move these guys up into that same tier with these other guys. Um, so tier five guys for me were Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, and Allen Robinson. So a lot of those are similar. So um, I guess uh, anyone in my tier four or five that you don't think belongs in tier four, I guess we'll start off that way, Dan. Well, yeah, it seems like we're going to end up at a at a mashup of, of a big group of guys in this tier four, which is probably okay. The guy that sticks out among the, the names that you just mentioned there, Matt, for me, is probably Sammy Watkins at – you know, he, he had all the hype and he's, he's gone through, you know, a couple different teams here in the last few years. And unlike Brandon Cooks, who we talked about earlier, he hasn't necessarily taken that next step at each stop and, and really grabbed the bull by the horns and become the guy in each of his stops. And now, you know, again, unlike what LA is doing with the Rams, Sammy Watkins seems like a step down or, or maybe even two steps down from those top op, top options in that offense, uh, it, it seems like Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are are on a completely different level than him. So so Watkins seems like a guy that doesn't necessarily belong to me, and I think I reflected that in my rankings by moving him all the way down into like the seventh tier. Uh, obviously, I'm not a big Sammy Watkins guy, and then Chris Godwin was the other one. I'm not sure that he necessarily belongs in the same tier as well. When we talk about these young receivers, I I felt like there was a slight difference between he and like Kelvin Ridley and and Kenny Galladay and uh, Corey Davis and Cortland Sutton. Um, Although I'm a Godwin fan, I felt like maybe there deserves to be a, a tier difference there as well. The guy that really stands out to me and, and I have him in this fourth tier, neither of you guys do. So I'd, I would first 
love to hear what either of you think about Allen Robinson. Uh, I kind of feel like that might be a player I'm hanging on to the past a little bit too much with. Uh, So would love to hear your thoughts on him, either one of you. I honestly, I'm confused about what to do with Allen Robinson. I I do feel like he had a lot going against him this year, a new team coming off an injury, new offensive system, new quarterback, all this kind of stuff. Um, But he played well in stretches, especially in in that playoff game. He, 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 he looked sort of like his old self. So I have optimism for his future and I could, he's, he's a, he's one of the players I could see moving uh, one of the biggest movers after 2019, either up or down, honestly, because I, I do think the talent is still there to put up that huge season he did, uh, you know, pre-injury in Jacksonville. Um, but but also, we we didn't really see it consistently this year. In fact, we saw uh, Anthony Miller outproduce him at times. We, we saw, you know, he just didn't seem like the focal point of that offense, and I don't know if that's a product of the offensive system, uh, you know, wanting to move the ball around a lot and, and spread it around to all these different targets that Chicago has now, or if it is just, you know, the, those, those strikes against him, the new team and, and the coming off the injury. So it's kind of a hedge for me, honestly, putting him down a tier below that. Um, I, I could be convinced either way to, uh, to, to move him up. No, that all makes sense to me too, Matt. I, I think you said exactly what I was thinking, that it's a hedge. It felt like when Allen Robinson signed in Chicago that if that offense – was going to take the next step and and look really good, that Allen Robinson would be a big part of it. And that just never really transpired. They spread the ball out a lot. And like you said, at times he was outshined by a rookie receiver or even Taylor Gabriel, who, who, you know, I don't think lots of fantasy owners think really highly of. So, you know, that, that gives you such a mixed bag that you feel like maybe this guy doesn't belong. And, And that's what I leaned on at the end when when doing these tiers he felt a lot more like the next tier to me and and maybe I should move on from what we saw that year when he was in Jacksonville and he was high pointing all those passes and and coming down with touchdowns um I, I think we as a group as dynasty owners maybe cling on to to that best performance or the or that play or that group of plays or even a season when we saw these guys play at a very high level and and I was guilty of it to some point especially coming into this season I expected a lot more of that I never saw that I you know and you mentioned the playoff game we saw a little bit of that but it doesn't seem like that elite player that that goes up over everybody and and has that desire to to pull every ball down I didn't see that killer instinct from Allen Robinson and haven't since back in 2015. That was going on four years ago now. I think it's time we all move on from 80 catches, 1,400 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. And and looking over this list, maybe Jarvis Landry is, is in a similar situation where there's plenty of other weapons on that team. He was in a new situation as well, and maybe he's just not going to to see that passing volume and, and that opportunity, even that he saw with, uh, with a lesser Dolphins team. So I, I, could, I could see moving both of those guys down from this tier, uh, or at least to the bottom of this tier for my personal ranking. You know, I love what you're saying there, Ryan, because that's exactly what my tiers reflect. I had Allen Robinson and Jarvis Landry kind of grouped together in, in, the, in that next tier, and, and those are all the reasons why. Uh, Landry feels like the same type of player that, that we've seen 
the best of Jarvis Landry. And while he's a he's a great player and has all those skills still, he's in an offense that's going to spread the ball around, like you mentioned. And maybe those those days of approaching 100 catches aren't necessarily part of his future anymore. And as dynasty owners, we need to we need to recognize that and not necessarily ding him for that, but realize that that he doesn't have that that kind of upside. And, and let's face it, everything that Jarvis Landry brought to fantasy was due to the amount of catches that he could bring in. And in an offense where he's not necessarily going to do that and doesn't have Ryan Tannehill peppering with him with targets because it's all he has down there in Miami, that value just doesn't doesn't represent what he had at one point. So I'm I'm well, I still like Jarvis Landry, and obviously he belongs on teams. The same thing can be said about Allen Robinson. We should see them more as fringe wide receiver two slash wide receiver threes than we were even six or eight months ago when we were thinking these guys were elite wide receiver twos going into the season. Dan, just to throw one thing back at you, you spoke, spoke out against Watkins in this tier earlier, but couldn't you say basically the same thing for him too, group him to the same category as, as Landry and Robinson coming off injury, new team, new offense, that same kind of, kind, of, kind of bucket? Right. The problem with Watkins goes back to the lack of production that we've seen over the last couple of years. And... You know, with Robinson, we can still point to that 14-touchdown, 1,400-yard season. Uh, with Landry, obviously, we can ca- we can point to those 100-catch seasons. And with Watkins, what is it? It's, we're still clinging on to the upside of, of being a, a top, I think, top five pick in the NFL draft. It, you know, he's never really done it in the league. In fact, I think, I wish I could pull up it. It would just pull up on my computer here. I think he has one thousand yard season and and one eight touchdown season or something like that. I mean, he he's never really been that elite wide receiver one or or even like a low end wide receiver one where we feel really good about him being the guy, uh, that wide receiver that we build around. He's still clinging to the, to what feels like the upside of when he was drafted by the Bills. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, he does have one 1,000-yard season. His rook- it is his sophomore season. His rookie season, he was close with 982 yards. Um, he has a, he has six, eight, six, nine, and eight touchdown uh, seasons on his resume. Uh, but you know, he he had good games this year for the Rams when he, or, or sorry, for the for the for the Chiefs when he was healthy. He had a four for four, 114 game in the playoffs. He had an eight for 107 and two touchdown uh, game back in week eight. So. I, I get what you're saying, though. He's never put it all together for an entire season, at least not since his, his rookie year, really. So I, I guess I can can agree with that. So I guess where we stand right now uh, – oh, I guess there's one more guy I actually have to talk about in this tier, I guess for me, and that's uh, Calvin Ridley. I'm missing him. I, I'm fine moving him up. <laughs> I know we don't need to hear you talk for 20 minutes about Calvin Ridley. Again, Dan, we've already done that several times on this show. So I guess I'll just add him there. Uh, I'll relent to put him in this tier. So here's where we have it right now. Tell me if there's anyone in tier four that you disagree in. Um, so we have AJ Green and T.Y. Hilton up there. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore. Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, and Calvin Ridley. Did I miss anybody? Not, no. Nope, I think that's All it. right, so we have, we have let's, let's count these up. I think we have 25 receivers in our top four tiers. Um, and so we have... Uh, 
Yeah, we have like eight receivers to go, guys. Um, so let's talk about this next group here. Uh, you guys have uh, Tyler Boyd up there. Actually, I guess Ryan has him in a tier above both of us. But some just I'm just going to start naming some guys we haven't talked about yet that are in some of these tiers five and six because um, it's all kind of kind of jumbled at this point. But uh, Ryan's got Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, Will Fuller, Chris Godwin, Sammy Watkins, Alshon Jeffrey. Mike Williams, James Washington, Dante Pettis, Tyler Lockett, and Doug Baldwin in his next tier. Uh, and uh, Dan is about the same. I see Callaway and Miller in there as differences in this tier that we're talking about now. And for me, I think all of those players are included in that, so I'm not missing any. So I guess this next tier, are we just going to shove everybody else in this, in this next tier here? Uh, does that make sense? Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think we have a choice, really. Uh, you know, I, I think I overlooked Lockett. I didn't have him in, in this tier, but he obviously belongs. I, I think the real real story is, you know, the or the struggle I had when I was doing these rankings was when I looked at Cortland Sutton and Corey Davis, who I think are really similar to me. I, I don't think it's a huge jump to get to Christian Kirk and, and Dante Pettis and and Mike Williams and, and all those other young players that you just mentioned there, Matt. So I don't have a problem with this tier being relatively large. And I think it might be able to even expand across uh, lots of different aged players because it seems like Christian Kirk and, and guys like you mentioned of, of Doug Baldwin and, and some of the others seem really similar. So, you know, it's a it's really a fun conversation to have because you could break these guys down by age as well and put the Kirks and the Williams and Pettis and Boyd and Fuller all together and then move on to the Baldwin, Jeffrey and Watkins, which is what I decided to do, but I don't really have a problem with lumping these guys all together and and having a tier of 10 or 12 players. You know, it's fine. And and some of these through these first three positions, it's worked out that players of, a similar age end up being grouped or valued similarly. We saw it with those, those veteran quarterbacks, those guys stand out and, and then Julio Brown, Thielen, Green, Hilton, all those guys kind of get grouped in together. But I definitely don't think as you're creating rankings or if you're just creating a, a draft board for a startup draft, I don't think that should necessarily be a goal to create those buckets of similar players because Players are going to be valued and and thought of in similar ways regardless of their age. And we've got guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Baldwin Green who are on their way down. And some of these rookies and, and young players are on their way up. Obviously, different stages of their career, but they might be valued similarly uh, depending on the dynasty owner. You know, I think there's a there's a – at least a small difference between rankings and tiers. And some dynasty owners probably roll their eyes at that. But I, I use tiers a lot more when I'm trying to build a team in a startup or especially, I guess, even maybe in trades. I think we talked about it a little bit, especially in the quarterback episode, that you know these guys belong together because if, if you had to move down a couple of spots and, and you'd get something – they they're relatively similar so you feel good but especially when you're building a team i think it comes in handy at least to to tier those players together because of age or situation or because they kind of group together what we 
kind of called buckets of players because that's a that's a guy that you want on your team. When I was building this tier, tier six for me, it was Kirk, Williams, Pettis, Boyd, Fuller, Washington, Godwin, Callaway, Miller, and I, I obviously missed Lockett as well. That seems like I want one of those guys on my team, one of those relatively young guys that have shown the upside and, and maybe to some extent these guys that have done it a little bit but are under about 26 years old, are still under contract with their team, uh, some of them maybe in a little better offense or a little better situation. But that's a guy that I, I target as, I really want that guy as my wide receiver four or five. or uh, and, and that's why I tier them together. So I think dynasty owners in general and, and definitely the three of us should see this conversation a little bit as tiers have a little bit different meaning than rankings necessarily. While it helps us with those rankings for sure, Ryan, you were talking about AJ Green versus Hilton and how that that might have helped you. I don't think it's concrete that just because Kirk is in this tier means there's you know that much difference between he and Allen Robinson or, or even Sammy Watkins. It, it's just we lump these guys together because that's how, at least I, build my teams. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And it, it reminded me of what Rich Rebar does for uh, for his rankings. You know, he's, he, he's certainly a guy that a lot of fantasy players look to for advice. And I don't think he ever really releases rankings, but he releases players in these these different groups and he gives them labels based on either their usage in their offense or, or what have you. So I was actually looking at his just from a couple of years ago as an example. He had one group of alpha wide receivers. And at that point it was Brown, Beckham, Julio, and AJ Green. Those were the top four guys. And, and I'm sure those would end up at the top of his rankings as well. Um, and then he had a, a group that was a high ceiling, high variance. He had a group um, that were splash play guys. Some of those, some of those guys like Brandon Cooks, who could could be weak winners, could, but could also give you zeros. And that's, I think that's kind of similar to what you're talking about, as as far as looking at their roles, not only in their own offense, but also their roles in your dynasty team. Yeah, it, it's obvious that Rich is a lot brighter than I am because I'd never <laughs> be able to bucket them together and give them labels like he did. I'd never even think of high salient or high ceiling, high variance. I just think those guys are kind of the same, so I'm going to put them together. <laughs> so I, I think we have agreed on, in principle on 34 players. We have I, I found the difference in our last tier. The ones we agree on, Sammy Watkins, Kirk Godwin, Christian Kirk, Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Williams, Will Fuller, Doug Baldwin, James Washington, and Antonio Callaway. Well, we all have these guys in this, these last couple of tiers here. The difference is I have Marvin Jones, Ryan has has Tyler Lockett, and Dan has Tyler Boyd. And in our top 36, we have room for two of these three guys. But we could just, just add an extra one there. We could add a bonus one in that last tier, right, guys? Or do you want to fight about these last three? I've actually got Tyler Boyd pretty high. He's my wide receiver 26 at the top of tier five, so... I think Boyd certainly belongs. Boyd belongs, and I think Lockett belongs. He was the one I omitted, but really feel like he belongs among this group and, and maybe relatively high in this groom group. Marvin Jones is is an interesting guy to talk about, though, because of his both his situation his age, and his age. Uh, you know, I didn't really consider him, and, and maybe I should have, 
I think because I was enamored with the youth that's among all these other names that we kind of just talked about, that maybe Marvin Jones just got pushed down to the next tier or the next group of players, um, a 30, going on 30, I think he's 29, player that is coming off another injury and, and, you know, another guy that while he's been relatively consistent and, you know, it seems like he's that 50 catch guy and 900 yards and, and catches three or four touchdowns. I don't know if he necessarily screams that elite upside or not even elite, but that upside to carry you for a week or, or even a stretch of games or anything like that. So maybe that's what's missing for Marvin Jones for me from, from lumping him in with some of these younger guys and, and maybe even some of these vets that, that have shown they have that kind of upside. I, I guess I'll relent on Marvin Jones, but I do think he is, he first, he's only going to be 20 this is going to be his age 29 season. So he's still right in the thick of that, I guess really t- at the tail end of those elite producing years for a receiver. Um, I also think we have seen that the, the strongest coverage is going to roll towards Kenny Galladay. And I don't really think we saw Kenny Galladay really be able to handle that increased attention. So if that continues in, in 2019, I can really see Marvin Jones as a, as a prime recipient of, of a lot of volume there. Um, and we saw, we saw a, a couple of better games after the uh, Golden Tate trade as well from Jones just before he got injured in, uh, in week 10. So uh, I'm still optimistic about him, but I guess you're right. He doesn't really necessarily fit with these other guys. But I'm going to leave him in this tier as our bonus player, 37. So there's our top 36 players, <laughs> plus one uh, for this exercise guy on wide receiver. I'll, I'll just recap real quick before we get out of here. Our tier one, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Tyree Kill, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Mike Evans. Those are our elite eight um, we've also got Amari Cooper and Stephon Diggs, kind of a small tier in Tier 2, not quite as good as Tier 1, but better than Tier 3, which consists of Brandon Cooks, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Adam Thielen. Tier 4, we got some old guys up top with A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Kenny Galladay, D.J. Moore, Corey Davis, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, and Calvin Ridley. Of course, he has to be up there. Uh, and then Tier 5, Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, Alshon Jeffrey, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, Will Fuller, Doug Baldwin, James Washington, Antonio Callaway, Tyler Lockett, and, of course, the bonus player, Marvin Jones. That's going to do it for the wide receiver tier episode, you guys. Have a good week. We'll be back with you next time with our final uh, part of this series, the tight ends. <laughs>